Let's all say amen. Trouble in my way. I have to cross some time. So much trouble. I have to cross some time. A little wake that night. That's alright. Cause I know Jesus. After one stepped in the furnace long time ago, Shadrach and Meshach and a bad Negro, they wasn't worried. I know, no, 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 cause I know Jesus after a while. So much trouble, I have to cry sometime. at night that's alright cause I know Jesus cause I know Jesus cause I know Jesus after what Get your prayer. 
Jesus will fix it. Jesus will fix it. Jesus will fix it. Jesus will fix it. Jesus the Lord. My, 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 my. Nehemiah 8 and 5 and when he opened the book all the people stood up. The, the psalmist David has said in the 34th number of the psalm, the 8th verse. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Yes. Blessed is the man. Yes. That means woman also that trusteth in him. Uh, the, for amplification, the Living Bible simply uh, phrases it, Oh, put God to the test and see how kind he is. See it for yourself the way his mercy shower down on all who trust in him. I want you to look around in the empty air and even if somebody in three rows or four rows back or six feet apart and simply say, I believe I can try it. Because if I try it, I know I'm going to like it. Amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. If I had to put a tag on this message, if I had to put a tag on this message, I'd simply say, try it. You'll like it because the choice is yours. My brothers and sisters, every human being is endowed with the privilege of choice and the leading expression of humankind is a God-given right of participating in the process of choice. For uh, we might experience in the course of a day, a week, or a month, or a year, we are continuously confronted with the prolific number of choices. And if we really, when we examine and we begin to examine the usage of our choices, it suggests to us that of our selection choices, choices that might enhance our standard of living, choices that might hamper our uh, uh, ambition or ability to set a goal, choices that might show progress or choices that might impede our progress, choices that might find us up, choices that might find us flat on our back, but it's still choices. But in all, in all the circumstances, we are granted the privilege and opportunity 
to choose what we will or who we will serve and desire to serve. And whether we know it, my brothers or sisters, or not, we have to choose some things or nothing at all. Why do we have to choose some things or nothing at all? Well, open up your Bibles. Look at your Bibles because your Bibles say Adam had to choose. He chose against God and by his obedience, sin entered into the whole world. Now, if we look at Esau, he had to choose. He chose to sell his birthright. If we look at Adam, I mean Abraham, he had to choose. And by his obedience, he had the divine call. Look at Solomon, who had to choose, and by his choice, he chose wisdom. And we look at Felix, had a choice. Uh, by his trembling choice, he chose to put off his conversion for a convenient season. Just a keynote right there, a footnote. Don't you put off your conversion out there at the house or talking to other people. Do not put off your conversion for a convenient season. But Jesus had a choice, and by his choice, we can inherit eternal, eternal, somebody say eternal life. Et somebody say at home, eternal life. And this morning, in a tasteful kind of way, again, we can participate in the, in the process of choice. Now, if you look at your Bibles right there very quickly, it simply says, as we repeat it, David, the psalmist, has said, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Didn't stop there. He said, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord. Now, back by a quick examination, uh, the Bible commentary of Matthew Henry uh, elaborates and says, uh, uh, let God's goodness roll under your tongue as a sweet morsel. And when David says, when David says, taste and see that the Lord is good, he is calling us figuratively saying, take a bite. And uh, to try it for ourselves. And by our own experience, try it. And you'll find out exactly how satisfyingly good God is. So I can just simply say this morning, we ought to try it. Somebody in the house ought to try it. Somebody in the home ought to try it. Try it. Try it. You might like it. Now, if you try it, Nike. Nike says, uh, just do it. If you try Apple, Apple says, uh, think different. If we try Wendy's, we want to look for the beef. If, if we want to try Dunkin' Donuts, it, America runs on Dunkin'. If we want to try Wheaties, Wheaties said it's the breakfast of champions. If we want to try M&M's, you know they melt in your mouth. Not in your hands. If we try Bounty, it's the quicker picker upper. If we try, if we try, if we try McDonald's, I'm just loving it all day long. If, if, if we try Lay's, I bet you just can't eat just one. If we try Subway, we just eat fresh. If we try Burger King, we gonna have it our way. If we try Maxwell House, yes, 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 you know what it is. It's good to the last drop. If we try milk, I got that too. 
if we try a Campbell soup, mmm, mmm. Somebody else say, mmm, mmm, good. And if we try that duck called Affleck, we're going to get, we're we going to have to get under his wings. If we try Kit Kat, we're going to have a break today. And after I talk, after you heard all of these, we'd have to try Horizon. Can you hear me now? But today, just like Verizon, God is saying, can you hear me now? Because I got a taste. Now, my brothers and sisters, during the COVID-19 pandemic, many of us, you know, we have been in the grocery store. I don't know, you might be able to count the times. I can't count the times in a year we've been in the grocery store. But if you're going to the grocery, some grocers, we have a thing called vendors, and they allow us to sample foods. And for the basic bonding of the vendor, we go up to the cart and try our foods. And as we draw near to the cart, we're given a sam sample. And what do they say? They say, try it. Try it. Because you'll like it if you try it. Uh, and and then because if you like it, then you're going to come back for more. Yeah. Now, I don't know, many years ago, you might recall there was a slogan used a few years on the television, commercials, and advertisements, which claimed that if one used a certain brand of product called Alka-Seltzer, it would calm many a troubled stomach. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. That's what they said. And they said, if you try Alka-Seltzer, try it and you'll like it. Well, just like the Alka-Seltzer commercial this morning, in so many ways, God is beckoning us and calling us to try my spirit. Have you tried your spirit? Those you ought to, at home today, you ought to put in your chat this morning and uh, get a, a partner right there, share in the share column. He said, just put, try my spirit, and you'll like what you receive. Yes, sir. It, because in uh, the third and fourth number of the Psalms and the eighth verse, uh, David was essentially, <clears throat> uh, uses a slogan in relation to God and life that is possible through him when the text says, oh, taste. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. In other words, uh, it's nothing more than that, if you look in your Bibles, than the 16th century King James English for try it and you'll like it. We might remember it was Jesus who invited Thomas. For our, our Bible people in here, our Bible readers in here, Jesus invited Thomas. He said, Thomas, take a test. Test. And he invited him to uh, look at his hands. They were nail pierced. And in so many words, Jesus was saying, try these nail pierced hands. Now, I'm not going to say, Jesus might not have said, try it, you'll like it. Because Jesus is on another sphere that none of us are on. And even Thomas wasn't on. But Jesus, that's the first time he said, well, try it. Look at my nail pierced hands. In other words... Try God and see what you come up with. Because you're going to, when you try it, you're going to like it. Well, well, <clears throat> very quickly, we might ask the question, well, what will we try? Very quickly, there are three tasteful reasons why we need to try it and like it. First of all, 
Uh, we ought to try it because as Christian believers, we know what will come up and what we will come up with if we will try God for ourselves. Well, what will we come up? First of all, we'll come up with the goodness of God. Do you know the goodness of God this morning? I wonder if you're at home this morning. I know you know about the goodness of God. In other words, goodness. In other words, there is a result in our selection because we can know it, we can know that uh, it, it, it may be a high place we are. Come on. It may be a low place that we are, but there's goodness attached with any place that we are. If we're bad or good, well, God, we say, is good, right? God is good. Well, what is God good for? God is originally good. God is essentially good. God is unchangeably good. God is supremely good. God is good in the morning. God is good in the afternoon. God is good when the sun goes down. And God is good because he's invested in us. And God, God never fails. Other things might be catastrophic as we've been experiencing this week in nature that might falter, buildings falter, ground gives away as we've experienced this week but God's goodness is something that will never break the ground it will never fall in I got three or four witnesses on this side that knows what I'm talking about well what do you know this morning well we know that when we wake up in the morning God's goodness is good in the morning when we live through the afternoon and greet others we by saying good afternoon. In reality, we are saying that God is the only one that can give us goodness in the afternoon. When we get ready to go to bed tonight, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but we can bid our loved ones good night and actually say good night. And when God gets a hold of us, we can simply say God is good. Well, how do you describe it? How do you describe it, preacher? Well, uh, uh, the poet put it uh, to words on one occasion when he started writing, what is good? What is good? <clears throat> order is good. He said, order is good for the court of law. Uh, knowledge is good for the school of education. Truth is good uh, for the wise man. Pleasure is good for the fool. Love is good for the maiden. Beauty is good for the makeup artist. Uh, freedom is good for the liberator. Home is good for the sage. Uh, fame is good for the seer. Uh, uh, fame is good for the soldier. And equity is good for the seer. We might think the answer is here, my brothers and sisters. But the answer is not here. Only God. Only God. Only God can supply us with goodness. Oh, taste and see. <laughs> that the Lord, I think I have witnesses in this house, that the Lord is good. Oh, God is good sometimes we, when we feel at loss. God is still good when we express good. He really is. And when we think about our, the families on earth, how God provides the air in, in the atmosphere, earth on the ground, and the sea of water, God is still good. When you think about the supreme gift, that he's given in Jesus Christ, God is still good. But then second of all, we ought to try it if we look at our scripture because of the trust that God requests. 
yes, God requests of us to trust him. Sin. That is the man or woman that trusted in God. Well, trust suggests the combination of qualities that distinguish and features that distinguishes one person, group, or another person. Distinguishes features. Uh, the character of trust is referred to as the individual for those, if you look in your Bible, that trusteth in God. Well, we trust in a lot of things. There are those who trust in knowledge. There are those who trust in intellect. There are those who trust in material things. There are those who trust in money. There are those who put their trust in eloquence. But this morning, the psalmist calls us uh, not for just mere self-help and mere self-dependence, but God calls on us to put trust and confidence in him. When it comes to trust in God, we ought to be trusting in him instead of trusting in man-made markets. Because if we trust in man-made markets, for man's market, he markets home that we trust in. If man markets cars, we trust him. If man markets clothes, we try to put them on and hold them together. If man markets foods, we trust them in our bodies. If man markets medicines, we try to trust it to heal our bodies. But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you need a healing, you ought to call on God. For Proverbs 3, 1 to 7 and 8 says, Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil, for it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. And let's put a pen right there and we're going to pull up Proverbs 3 and 5 when it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding of all thy ways Acknowledge him, God, that is, and he shall direct thy path. Well, then thirdly and lastly, we ought to trust it because of the promise God himself bestows on us. When we trust in God, he in the process blesses our decision and he never, never. somebody say never, he never leaves us. I wonder, have I got a witness? That can stop right there, right there when it say he'll never leave us. Hey, 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 now forsake us. Uh, uh, is there anyone who knows about how God will never leave you? When you were sick, flat on your back, when you were at the hospital or at home, couldn't get it together, how God put you back together and started you on your way. Well, God can, uh, will never leave us nor forsake us there's, there's a story and I'm almost done now there's a story of a mother who was having an awful time with her son they were constantly in trouble I know and nobody has any sons like that but they were constantly in trouble and unresponsive to discipline I know nobody's having that problem around here today but one day she heard of a preacher that he was in town he had success in getting kids put in line she made an appointment for her kids well to, to come and see the preacher well the, the the preacher said all you have to do is just send them to me but when you send them to me you got to send them one at a time uh -huh. well you know it the youngest had to go first the youngest boy made a the mother made a appointment with the youngest boy and then the oldest boy that afternoon well the young boy showed up at church early in the morning he was all ready for the preacher and he was good to see what he was going to preach was going to do. Well, the boy showed up at church and they ushered, usher, ushered him into the 
pastor's and the preacher's office. Well, when he walked in the room, the preacher was not a little man. He happened to be a very sizable man who, who was sitting in the chair. He was an, an impressive embodiment of God's uh, servant. And he rose up when the boy saw him. He, the pastor rose up, the preacher rose up out of the chair. And uh, he looked at him, at the young boy. And the boy looked at him as a man of God. And he was so deeply impressed by him. And when the man stood up and when the preacher stood up with a booming voice, he said to the boy, sit down. And, and he started to stare in the boy's eyes. <laughs> and the boy, you know, he started wondering what's going on. He stared in the boy's eyes and he asked him with a stern voice, where is God? Well, the boy's mouth, you know, it fell open and he was unable to respond. He was uh, petrified. But the preacher didn't stop. The preacher asked him again, just a little louder, where is God? Well, the boy started shaking, shivering, and quaking. Uh, with his, and his vocal cords was paralyzed with fear. By this time, the preacher pointed his long finger at the boy's face and yelled out and screamed, where is God? Well, the boy was, uh, was so outdone, the boy screamed. He jumped up from the church office. He ran out to church. He ran down the street. He raced home. He went, ran through the door. He dove in the closet. And his older brother followed him. He dove into the closet he, uh, himself. He said, brother, what happened? He was gasping for breath. He gasping for breath. And the young brother said, you know, we are in big trouble this time, bro. He said, God is missing. And the preacher thinks we did it. Oh, oh, oh. Well, just like the mother's two sons, too often we might feel that God is missing. But God says, I will never leave you. I want to have, I got two or three witnesses in this house. God will say, I will never leave you. Somebody say he gonna never leave me. Somebody ought to say at the house he'll never leave me. He will never leave me because somebody ought to say he got me. He got me. Well, let me just say it like this. If we trust in God, he will bless us and he will not leave us. Why? Why you say that, preacher? Well, I say that because when problems pile up, he'll never leave us. When physical pain afflicts us, he'll never leave us. When past mistakes grip us, he'll never leave us. When failures start to undertake us, he'll never leave us. When enemies gang up on us, he'll never leave us. When the cupboard gets clear, he'll never leave us. When bumps bump against us, he'll never leave us. When the door slams in our face, he'll never leave us. When our future slows down, He'll never leave us. When the night sets in, he'll never leave us. No, 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 no. He won't leave us. And he won't forsake us. Well, you say, why do I know this? And how do I know this? Well, I know it because you can ask Job. Job knew it. Paul knew it. Peter knew it. Thomas knew it, Andrew knew it, Matthew knew it, James knew it, John knew it, 
Bartholomew knew it. Philip knew it. Mark knew it. Luke knew it. And guess what? I believe it. I believe it. He'll never leave me. He'll never leave us. He'll never leave us. By night, by day, he's with us. He's with me all the way. That ought to make somebody happy this morning. He will never leave us nor forsake us by night and by day. He will lead us. I, 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 I know he will lead us. I know he's all right. 